0: Go Loud presents the Lennon Courtney Podcast. Go loud, go
1: loud, go loud. I'm Sonia Lennon. And I'm Brandon Courtney, and you're listening to the Lennon Courtney Podcast.
0: We operate a judgment-free zone here in Lennon Courtney Land.
1: And even though we aspire to live and let live, we all pass judgment on others from time to time. In this episode, we talked about why we're predisposed to judging others and Sonia's Pollyanna complex.
0: Ah, Plus, I share the story of my daughter's experience of being judged and shamed by good people who gave in to their basic instinct. What happened was my daughter uh, about eight months ago started a course of Roaccutane, which is um, an acne medication that you've Take been it. on. You've you, you took it very successfully and without side effects. Yeah,
1: apart from a sleep. So I was very, very war, war. I was warned about side effects. I had chafing ties, but I don't think it was anything to do with your. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's the weekend that was in it. <laughs> it's, not, it's not funny. It's gone. So anyway,
2: busy um, <laughs> weekend. Yeah.
0: So, but. Evie would have been aware of uh, other other kids in her school in her class that have Evie is how old? Evie's seventeen, right? Um, so we kind of both went into this treatment of roaccutane with eyes open, and and by the way, Evie knows that I posted about it before I posted about it. She's no, you know she she knows I'm talking about it, so that's fine. Um, but uh, so I posted and I I told the story of what happened, which was that basically. Side effects of Roaccutane are very brutal. They include uh, low mood, anxiety, depression, um, suicidal, suicidal, suicidal ideation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, there's, lo- there's lots of things um, and uh, lots to watch out for. W- one of them is that if you become pregnant on Roaccutane, pregnancy is not viable. And apparently the, the effects to the fetus is are horrendous right now. I haven't gone into particular detail with that, but what it means basically is when you start as a woman, and um, when you start uh roaccutane, you have to sign a pledge which is to either abstain from sexual activity or to take two courses of um contraception, two two separate courses of contraception. Or- Whatever, Um, which uh, Evie reminded me that she did have to sign that pledge. I'd forgotten that. So before she gets her prescription renewed every month, she has to present a negative pregnancy test to the dermatologist to prove that she's not pregnant. It's very personal, isn't it? Well, it's 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 it's, yeah, it is. Yeah, you know. But this is this is this is the reality for any woman who's on Roaccutane, um, and uh. Over the course of the eight months, um, Evie's been going in and getting her her own pregnancy kits. Um, And there's always a story like there's always a story of somebody who passed a comment or smirked or, you know, folded the arms. And, you know, she she has said herself that quite often it's older customers who see her. And she said it's really evident that they're making some form of judgment. Now, Heavy's a very strong character. She has continued to go in and get the pregnancy test. And this is one of the things I think that really resonated with people over the post, that she had the fortitude to not be shamed out of an action, which she needed to do. Um, And for us then, the, 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 the straw that broke the camel's back was she went in to get a pregnancy test and a member of staff in the pharmacy kind of did a bit of a side head tilt and a little smirk to her colleague about Evie getting the pregnancy test. Evie came home and she said, I, you know, I'm used to this, but I'm not used to it from a member of staff. And for me, then that was just enough, enough, enough. And I said, OK, Eve, I'm going in to talk to them. And and for me, the purpose of going in to talk to them was to not to give out to them because I don't think these are bad people at all. Um, but to say, look, you don't know all the facts and none of us know all the facts about Anybody. We only see the bit above the waterline. We only see the top of the iceberg. I said, My daughter was made to feel humiliated for doing something that she has to do for a medical condition. I said, And it's not fair. And um, I really want you to talk to all your colleagues about this and to say, You know, we shouldn't do that. Or we have to check ourselves. And back to that, check, checking
1: yourself. Hetero's checking themselves. Honestly. Yeah, well, it, it just sounds so old fashioned. It sounds like a scene from a movie, but he, doesn't it?
0: Here's the thing, right? So we all judge Yeah. every single day and a lot of people. So the, the post got, you know, quarter of a million views, like hundreds of comments from people yeah, talking the, the about the mainstream media picked up on it and everything. the mainstream media picked up on it so uh, <laughs> it, it touched a nerve and it touched a nerve with people from a different couple of different perspectives um, from the point of view of Roaccutane and how um, brutal it is and, and how to navigate that medically I mean, to be careful basically. to be yeah. careful to to really keep an eye on people keep the line of conversation open touched a nerve in terms of um, e- Evie's ability to stand up to judgment, that that was a really big
2: team, and and Which actually kind of amazing. It is amazing, Good and for you, <laughs> no, yeah, that's we, to you, yeah, it is. Because if you felt embarrassed and shame, you can no, turn, no, no, internalize that. Is, that I'm that I'm is, not
1: being, to you. I'm not being funny. Yeah. I think that is yeah. amazing. and well, strong.
0: I, I spoke to somebody about this only this morning, and I was talking about the fact that if. We infantilize our children as they reach adulthood, we're not doing them any favors. So, I could have gone in and I could have got the pregnancy test. So, they might have been looking at me funny as well, (laughs) but you know, but I wanted her to do it. And if she had, if she had, if I didn't think she'd had the fortitude, I would have, I would have stood, I would have gone in with her and stood back and let her do it, but, but had her back physically. But she was okay. She was, and, and actually, it's been a phenomenal lesson for her um, in terms of standing up for herself and, and, and owning her own actions. So some people caught up, you know, that really kind of touched nerve in terms of Evie's reaction to things. But the other piece was general judgment and shaming. Um, Which we're all so used to. Listen, we do it. I, I, I did, I, I told you before, I did the um, Harvard implicit bias test and turns out I am biased against women in the workplace in favour of men in the workplace. Like wow. that just doesn't make any sense. Like my life's work is about creating equitable workplaces for women. And yet the DNA of my social conditioning is in there to say that men belong in the workplace more than women. Wow. wow. So we all judge. Yeah. And and sometimes we're aware of judgments and sometimes we're not. And ju- ju- the the act of judgment is necessary for us to make decisions.
1: Of course. So. You have to judge if something's safe or unsafe. You have to judge if, if it, you have to judge a distance to cross the road. You have to. So judgment. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Here's an interesting one for you before you jump in there. And. We ran a story. Spanish government have run a poster campaign called "The Beaches for Everyone." Right? Have you seen this? Yeah. And it's a, a cartoon depiction of five very diverse women on a beach, and one—they're all very diverse in in shape and form and one woman is standing facing the, the, the sketch it's a, it's, a, mm. it's an illustration and she's very obviously had a mastectomy mm. and it's saying the beach is for everyone let's stop body shaming each other blah 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 and, and I, I ran the story and I was like isn't this amazing here here we should do this in Ireland blah 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 and then it was picked up by the press in Spain after it ran saying actually it's not diverse and you're Condescending to women, like what's this about? Why are we women being told? Why aren't there men in that picture? Mm. Why? Why is it? Ju- and I was like, God, we were just so sidelined by the diverse nature of the picture. We didn't actually go. Well, why is why isn't it properly diverse? Even it's not even gender diversity. Images. The images. Poor women are shamed. Uh, do you know what I mean? In, mm. in in its own way, trying to be non-judgmental. Mm. It was actually judgmental. Creating its own judgments. It's funny, isn't it?
0: Yeah. But sure, I, I was in a, a a cafe with the kids the other day, and and uh, we had a really beautiful meal, um, and uh, I said something, uh, you know, I said that this is absolutely fabulous to the waitress, um, uh, and I said, will you give, uh, will you give the chef our compliments? But in some way, I ge- I gendered him. Please give him our compliments, and the kids are like, oh. oh. <laughs> Looks like you glued the bias
1: it's back really, together again. But, but once you've used the word human instead of man or woman and they yeah. instead of he and she, you're kind of covered. And I can say they much easier now. I say they uh, all the yeah, time. It's, it's Tell still them a, I said thanks. Tell them I said hi.
0: Yeah, yeah, it definitely helps. It's not easy to get into the habit of it and I've tripped myself up a few times. Oh, totally, i
1: do all the time. Um, but that's okay too. I only a, open the mouth to change feet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the, when I was researching this judgment piece, um A quote that I really, really loved was we do not see things as they are, we see them as we are.
1: And we're back. We do not see things as they are, we see them as we are. Yeah. So that's an A snin. So it's so it's all subjective and all in context.
0: We bring everything Mm. to our judgments and it's everything within us. Mm. Everything that we've experienced, everything that we've been
1: taught to believe mm-hmm. as normal, or as I say in Ireland, when we say something mean, if you're being judgy, and we've we've said I'm this a million times, what are you messing? Are you messing? Like, and that, makes okay. that makes it okay. That makes it okay. Well, it doesn't make it okay.
0: It's like if you have to start a sentence with with respect. <laughs> <laughs> you're on a high of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, you're already losing, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's 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 kind of interesting because even if you look at the kind of the research. Uh, in sort of psychological circles around this, um, Good, so rational th- choice theory states that individuals. So use go back. It's
1: called rational choice theory. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so this
0: this is why we make judgments. Oh. Okay. So behind the judgment is, well, it's being questioned. Me. <laughs> <laughs> so rational choice theory states that individuals use self interests to make choices that will provide them with the greatest benefit. So it's a kind of a primal thing that all of our judgments. So, so say for example, somebody was being judgy in a, in an environment. They might do that because they think that it's what's expected of them by that particular social group. Oh yeah, of
1: course, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, as when I first came out, and you're with a load of get young gays, being bitchy and quippy is what you is what you do. It's expected of you. And it's exhausting. It's exo- and in fact you have some people that all you have is this bitchy quippy relationship because it's expected to you and it's based on judgement it's based mm. on I think it comes from the fact that you've come out you've been so bullied and shamed in school in the 80s that when you meet a group like you you get to sneer back at everybody else yeah and that's interesting yeah two wrongs don't make it right
2: um, well here's let me give you my stinking hot facts I'll give you one Supporting what you said Are they
1: stinking Steaming hot dogs (laughs) They're stim (laughs) Yeah
2: They are (laughs) Exactly First of all Judge Judy Is worth 440 million I just wanted to put that in there
1: I actually do often say in my family let's just think about what Judge Judy would do here if you're trying to sort of figure something out because she does always my dad was obsessed with her mm. and in his later years and you know you get, them sucked, get sucked in she's quite rational with people yeah. you watch a lot of Judge Judy
2: the days are long but the nights stretch on <laughs> <laughs> so affirmative um, no I don't uh, so the, there's a thing called the positive negativity asymmetry what? It's, Exactly. The positive negativity asymmetry by Yukan Zhao said almost no one is immune from being negatively judgmental. I mean, you can have the best, most positive upbringing, but it's just in us. We seem to be more ready to judge others based on negative information than on positive information, which is the positive and negative asymmetry effect. For example, in research, when a person was described with both favorable trait and an unfavorable trait, test participants would rate the person as slightly unfavorable rather than neutral. So it's just we are we are just primed to see the glasses half empty. And, you're a and is
1: that a, is that does that come from a primal instinct about safety, about whether or not I can trust him with my the the chicken leg I just found on the ground? Is he going to beat me up and take it off me? Mm. Must be right.
0: Yeah, no, totally, totally. Yeah. But here's another thing, right? Uh, what what's your nickname for me, Pollyanna? <laughs> Pollyanna. So here's <laughs> the thing, right? So if you tend to see people through rose-colored glasses, same moi, you. Can be high in agreeable. You might be considered high in agreeableness, right? A personality trait characterized by warmth, kindness, and empathy. Perhaps surprisingly, not surprisingly, agreeable people like to see other people positively. Okay, yeah, I think that's that's fair. Mm -hmm. All, All present and correct. Focusing on their good qualities and giving them the benefit of the doubt when they behave badly.
1: Yeah, you. Okay,
0: that's me. Researchers have recently challenged what they call the Pollyanna myth. (laughs) The idea that agreeable people are blinded by their positive outlook. In fact, agreeable people have no trouble recognising and disapproving of harmful behaviour, especially when it involves communal transgressions such as selfishness or coldness coldness, they're just less likely to show it.
1: Yeah, no, I believe that about you. I think you can see it, but I think, you know, it's nothing to do with you. Move on. Uh, and I think it's a gift that you've given me. You, you, the first time you said to me, somebody was being bitchy in this situation somewhere, mean because of what we do or whatever. And you said, imagine being in that head. And that phrase for me is because it's not your stuff. Hmm. There's, there's actually somebody in another job, in another life, being quite mean to me. And it's just they're jealous. And it's just, happening now. Happening right now in my life, yeah. And it's really obvious. So, and I'll tell you over a glass of wine later on. But and it's not important. It's not even resonating with me. Because I'm fine and I'm flying. And I'm pissing them off that I'm flying. Yeah. And I can feel it. And I'm just like, oh, imagine being in that head. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you, you've shaken me up with it a few times when people have been circling me or circling us or being mean to us. It could be some stupid bloody awards thing we got sucked into or something. that We're like, why are we here? You know? Because it wouldn't be in our make up to want to even sit there and, and you've gone, relax, we're here now. Mm. It Doesn't matter about us. And mm. you go, oh, yeah. It's just so you have a great way to go Teflon about it and mm. go, right. I can see it. I can see they're being assholes, but that's not about me. Yeah. And why would I take it on? It's such a gift to not take that judgment on. So it's never, I've never thought Sonia's walking through life completely unaware of how everybody. But I know you can hear it and you see it, but you just go, oh, not me. Not for yeah. me. It's a gift. It's a real gift. Where'd you get that from? Your, because your mum's a bit sensitive, wasn't she? Uh,
0: my mum would be sensitive. My dad is very zen. Yeah. My dad is very zen. He's very open-minded, very... Um, He's able to see the wood for the trees, isn't he, I often? think yeah. so. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Like, and, that,
1: he'd and, say, and that's I, not I, about you. That's about them. Yeah, yeah. but
0: I think also it's, it's as you move through life and I think, like, we've been in some horrendous scrapes, you know, her, like, her, we've been through you know, trauma in business and stuff like that, like really awful times. I I thought you were going to die in front of me. You know, I thought I was going to lose it. Uh, Not good. Not good. I know I will never go back there. I will never willingly let things get that horrendous again. Yeah. You know, it's just not worth it. And it, and, 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 And so their choices, back to choice theory, their choices that we make. So you have a situation... What is your response going to be? That is within your control. The situation may not be in your control, but your response to it is. And I suppose that's um, that's what, what, what shapes your judgments as well. I, I, yeah, look, we all do it. We all do it. And, and the post, going back to the post, the post was around asking people to just take a second, take a breath. Because you don't know what's going on with people. You just don't. No. And it's like that, you know, certainly for me, you know, people cutting me out in traffic, people not saying thank you if you let them out. And i that's okay.
1: So I, I, I talked to a woman the other day who, like that, when she was seven years of age, was accused of stealing money from a desk in the teachers and all the other kids ganged up and said she did it and her parents believed them and she blamed her alcoholism on that moment in her life. Oh my gosh. And yeah, she said it stayed with her and she was only seven and it was like her world fell apart because she wasn't guilty of this thing. But she said, because of the time in life, because of doctrine and dogma in church and her mother was saying, just tell the truth, just tell it. And she said, she, she came back from Australia, she got into her car, And she went straight to the the principal's office at at 24 years of age. And she's in her 40s now. And she said, she didn't think she'd still be there, but she was still there. And she said, you know what completely shifted her mindset? The principal didn't remember a jot of it. Not a bit of it. Not a bit of it. And it it did help. It alleviated her going, nobody cares anymore. It's not important. I held on to that for so long. But children do hold on to that judgment. Like, that is...
0: It's just made me think, like, so, you know, I've gone through a programme of sessions with uh, an executive coach recently. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it's only in retrospect, looking back at that, that I realise how valuable it's been. And like a lot of people have said to me, you you have a coach? I'm like, yes, because we all need it. Yeah, like yeah, We yeah. all absolutely need it. And and so I was holding on to judgments in, in the back filing cabinet of my brain about people, really important people to me, that were negative narratives that were without the right context, yeah. and the minute I was able to reframe that, it then becomes an exercise in
1: forgiveness—forgiving
0: yeah. the person for for whatever it is they did or didn't do, forgiving you for making the judgment in the first place, mm. and just letting it go. I know we've done let it go before. You can go back and have a listen to that as well. But all of these judgments. Um, whether they're incidental judgments in our day to day life or whether they're stored judgments based on our upbringing, they can be very negative. So
1: just to to depolly on it a little bit, right? Um, So there's people in your life, say, for example, my mother, who I love dearly and I I look after and care for and it's all that. But she ain't going to change, right? So I'm I'm trying to be non-judgmental in a room with somebody who just it's it's ingrained in them. And I think that's, a, that's the big challenge for people is that when you love people and care for people and want to be with people who are not changing or evolving or opening their mind to being less judgmental, less critical of themselves even or other people around them. So that's a challenge, mm. I find, that actually... Uh, say for, my mother behaves a certain way. That's a generation of women. I'm writing a book about it. Who had no choices. They're just, they are just they had dogma and doctrine dictate, and it was too late by the time that well it was. They spent late. their li- lives being shamed, oppressed, and shamed, and then they woke up, in their fifties, and said, "What the fuck? No!" And they took their lives back, but they took their lives back whole, selfishly, quickly. Yeah. And it, and and so it knocked a few people off their stilts around them. Yeah. And, and that's a generational thing. And I forgive them, right? And I understand them. And I forgive the trauma it caused our childhood hundred percent. But day to day It's hard. It's hard. And how do you how do you work with someone else's judgments? And you can feel them, but you're you're like you're not changing, you're not evolving. And you can't. You know what I mean? And that's that's a challenge. Like you'll work with somebody and you love them. Or you enjoy the fun with them, just to Esther. say, but you can feel their judgment, yeah. and, and they're not going to change, right? So that day to day, where you have to go nine, say you worked on a till in a supermarket, and there's factual Maria over here, and Maria's a judgy bitch, but she's funny and you like her, but you have to listen to her judgments all day. Mm. That's hard, isn't it? Mm. Like that—that's real life. Like we can let it go, but working on yourself to constantly let it go yeah. you have to let go out of the room you know you yeah. have to get away and from, it's
0: about minimising exposure to it. people who create that negative judgement um, or get
1: away from them
2: yeah well I think that's it yeah. or let them know that but it, it, I know really I'm saying we're saying all these suggestions but in practicality if you're sitting beside Marie on the till for eight hours a day it might be like it's hard but you can go just go Someone in relation to something else but someone said if someone says something I think the sky is green and p- cows are blue whatever you go I disagree now what? Like, just go, I don't agree with you and just be really, just cut it well, off.
1: Well, even sort of more harrowing than that, after, during, during my gay bitchy more years. More harrowing, harrowing than a, than a blue, blue cow.
2: cow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd like to hear this. During <laughs> my
1: gay bitchy years, I was in work in something, I don't even know what I was working on, a young woman who I loved working with, whoever it was, researcher, producer, or whatever, just made the comment, Jesus, what do you say about us when we leave the room? And I thought, that hit me really hard. I look like a, f- real two-faced fucking bitch. Because I'm going, your woman, fucking woman, the jacket on your woman over there, or whatever. Trying to be funny, but using bitchiness to be funny, which is a very... It's the bottom of the barrel of humour, by the way, satire, being bitchy about people. And it's easy. It's easy. You can call people fat, ugly. You can shame people privately, and it's gas for a minute. But it's actually really mean. Hmm. And other people go, oh my God, that guy's really mean. So the, the person who comes off worse is the mean person. And I learned that really hard. I thought I was being funny and what I was doing was deflecting and being insecure and trying to yeah. just make my way in the world. It was only 12. And
0: paper over the cracks in a way because you, it, can't, you can't make a judgment about somebody, about something unless it lives within and you. So unless someone, it's, you, you recognise
1: it in yourself. When someone does that in front of me I look straight at them and mm. say, oh God, what's going on in there? Yeah. You're not mm. feeling good about yourself today. Yeah, You know? Yeah. Except for when we judge the Kardashians because that's okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: got planes and they're loaded and yeah no. who cares
0: I wonder them. what we could do though I wonder what we could do practically to have like a kind of a safe word around judgment. I was just about to say safe word yeah like what? what is it is it is Slipknot <laughs> <laughs> Slipknot just came into my head
2: That's, that's weird Wet You're leg
0: was, Oh Wet chafing leg. thighs again yeah.
2: <laughs> no, back full, back thighs. Surface,
0: full circle Full um, <laughs> circle b- But isn't it, it wouldn't it be interesting Don't You not know?
1: to me my thighs are chafing <laughs>
0: To kind of be able to check ourselves, um, to say okay. No. Well, I
1: r- regularly notice when I'm doing it and, and do sort of that, go. Oh, that's not U-turn. Yeah. Well, just that's not, well, why am I thinking like that? Yeah. That, and that, and you go, that's my stuff. Yeah. And and it's just getting older and wiser. You go, oh, that's just my stuff. I'm just thinking. But about.
0: I think it also takes mental energy and time. And so sometimes we're so busy. I think the speed of our lives has a huge amount to do with it. That you don't have time to reflect on your judgments and your actions. You're too bloody busy. You just need to move on. Make the decision. I'm really, really
1: enjoying this conversation. Because it's really, it does really speak to me personally of coming through a teenage... Ugh, I roll into a redefine myself as a gay man, being bitchy, working in a hairdressing salon, working in fashion, which is notoriously bitchy. Even though I don't think we've ever encountered Not really. No, it's never. Been, it's always been kind of kooky for us, hasn't yeah. it? Um, and people expect you to be bitchy. As well with it, and actually, real fashion people are really creative and kind of and inclusive, and actually, inclusive yeah. and quite interesting. Yeah. Um, so and then media people assume is going to be really bitchy, and it's not just people trying to get on and yeah. some freelancers trying to survive mostly. Mm-hmm. So I suppose the perception is that you would be from a kind of a bitchy, judgmental background. And then just completely contradict myself. I'm instinctively quite judgmental, as you know, it's mm. just in my DNA. From my dad was very judgmental, past remarkable.
0: And what I find interesting about you and I I, I love it about you is that, you know, you will, you will take a shortcut, but you're so able to U-turn on that shortcut. And actually, all it ever takes, and I call it in the circle, outside the ter- <laughs> circle. All it ever takes is a little bit of a more uh, a little bit of a deeper conversation with the person to understand the whole human instead of the
1: initial judgment. Yeah,
0: And you're sold. You're right down the river on the paddling that canoe into happy land.
1: So what Sonia's been polite about, I will meet people in a stressful situation or a thing and they'll be kind of rude maybe or stand off or busy or their mother's dying or whatever. And I'll make a judgment go, that person's rude or mean or bitchy. And Sonia goes, okay, okay. And then I'll go and sit beside them on a bus somewhere and come back and say, good, is she in the circle now? (laughs) and it's happened a hundred times I don't know I wasn't counting but one thing I do like Mm. about myself and that's something I don't know where that comes from is an absolute ability to go I was wrong yeah no
0: you're very very good at that thankfully (laughs) (laughs) so I've got one for you so there is this uh, concept in communication right because actually everything around judgments is about communication. Sometimes it's verbal, sometimes it's nonverbal. verbal um, And there's this concept that you cannot put water in a full glass. So the, the more... The She's
1: m- just so smart, it hurts me.
0: The more that's in the brain, the more full it is, the more busy and chattery it is, of the less that you can it, input yeah. information. Because there's nowhere to put it. Yeah, To the extent... To the, and this is a true story. I once told one of my best friends, I said to them, uh, I'm at the absolute breaking point mm. with business. Um, I think we're going to have to fold it with one of our businesses. I think I'm going to have to fold it. And she she said, oh, OK, OK. And we were in the park at the time and uh, <laughs> she, never, she never asked me about it. She never said... What's wrong? How's it... Uh, How's it going? She never followed up. Maybe she you found out. No, no, no. She never followed up. She she never uh, said how are things going. Has the the folding up? Nothing, nothing, nothing. And I said to her about three or four weeks later. I said, "Do you remember the conversation we had in the park where I said I was going to have to close the business?" And she said, "No." I said, I, "I'm I'm I'm at my absolute lowest ebb. I'm going through hell right now." And she said, "I didn't even hear it." Wow, there you go. So her brain was too full of her own shit mm-hmm. to find a little spot to put my shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a big part of the judgments we make because we've nowhere to put the information.
1: There's a there's a, a more callous version of that, which is in social situations, say media social situations, I have been in rooms where a, a starfucker Sees you, looks over your shoulder, and sees someone else, and just goes straight past you, right? Mm. And I've seen it loads of times. I've seen people turn. So their you're backup.
0: prioritizing.
1: They just prioritize theirs, whoever they need to talk to, and and it, I'm sure it happens in every business, and it's not just media. I'm sure it's a networking. In
0: every in every social situation, I think and people it's a real make skill decisions. To not do that, yeah.
1: Don't do that because that person will be remember, and it'll be their after dinner story for the rest of their lives. Yeah. You know. Oh, <gasps> do you know what? Here's a really good one. We were <laughs>
0: myself and Dave are coming uh, back from. Uh, uh, and man and I, we mean, were... I know her diary <laughs> <laughs> we were coming through Spiddle
1: that's the ambassador's wife
0: <laughs> <laughs> coming through Spiddle and uh, Dave was driving and the next thing about two hours later I got a DM on Instagram from a woman saying um, uh, love the podcast thank you very much uh, blah 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 gushing da 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 and also your husband let me out at a junction in Spiddle and I spotted you in the front seat. There you go. Now on another day, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> you could or cut her into ribbons, so I'm just glad but there's the thing like. Right? So that woman, lovely woman made a positive judgment on my situation cuz my husband was nice enough to let her out at a junction. If he'd cut her out, it would have been a different judgment.
1: Yeah. Now this leads me to my very quick story about a similar thing, but in reverse it happened to me. I was coming down from walk walking the dog in the in my white four by four Volvo, with my little dog in the back and Adam in the thing, and I'm driving along and I'm driving past the new criminal courts, which is very fancy mm-hmm. and this big wide road there, and this guy in a builder's van did a huge U-turn in right in front of the traffic, right in front of me, and nearly caused me to have to move out of the way. He did a completely illegal U-turn and I beeped and he gave me the fingers at the side of his window. He took to Twitter, and said. Uh, looking for Brendan Courtney And his big wife And blowing hard working uh, Tradesmen Off the road Blah 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 And a load of people Came on under supporting him So I went Should I just send My dash cam, cam- my dash cam video camera To the police now Because you know That's not what happened You did a U-turn but Anyway He deleted his comment And a friend underneath The road Ah you shit in the bed <laughs> 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 That was very funny <laughs> so, I have dash cam Don't mess with me I don't have dash cam <laughs> <laughs>
2: But it worked.
1: I have a boyfriend with an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> that we call Dashcam.
2: <laughs> yeah, Dashcam. <laughs>